Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we are so happy to be with you. We have a great show for you tonight as we enter into our guest segment. We have John Wayne back. And you remember the first interview I did with John was on asteroids and other things in space and things that go bumpity bump in the night. Well, we're going to kind of hit those again. And there's a side to me that the audience doesn't really know. Now, let me just say this. For the record, I believe there are alien beings out there flying around in craft, but they're not aliens in the way we think of them. They are the fallen angels gone out to space, and uh, they are imitating aliens. That's my biblical belief, and I draw this from Genesis 6 and other biblical scriptures. And I think it's really, really interesting that we're seeing such an uptick from the government in this topic. And I've asked John to come back on and talk about what's going on. And we may even share a couple of our own personal experiences. I've had an interesting encounter. Um, <laughs> I was once involved this funny in a liability lawsuit and they I had to actually disclose this you know and I, and I wasn't even part of the suit I was just a witness but they made me try to talk about it to discredit me it was pretty funny but anyway long story short John's here to talk about this but before we join him I need to let you know that the dollar is on the verge of collapse it's on the verge of hyperinflation uh, yet Harry Dent go on Glenn Beck and say 256 trillion dollars of debt could happen in March the uh, IMF is saying that uh, Hey, uh, the dollar is no longer going to be the world reserve currency. That's the only backing our currency has. Can you say hyperinflation for a fiat currency? I could go on and on and on. Now we throw in the Texas mess with all the uh, crude oil problems and the fact that prices are going to greatly escalate because lack of availability of crude oil. And what's that going to do to inflation? Well, you got where I'm going. So if you leave your money in the bank, that's where it's going to stay. You'll never get it back out. You should only have operating capital, and the people from Noble Gold can actually get you set up in precious metals, whether it's gold, silver, Bitcoin, gold-backed IRA, uh, it, fantastic programs they have. And how do I know? Well, I'm not just an advertiser. I'm a customer. They hooked me up a couple years ago, and I've been back for uh, recharges. And I just got to say this. Uh, they will help you with asset reallocation so you don't take a bath when the dollar goes down. And it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Now, how do you get a hold of Noble Gold? Well, noblegoldinvestments.com. But I would call them and tell them that you are a member of my audience. How do you do that? 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them. I told you to call. One more thing before we join John. I'm concerned about food. Uh, the Bill Gates quotient. You've got uh, the capital gains tax. It's going to make it impossible for families to pass on farm because of the expensive farm equipment and the capital costs and the capital gains is now 45% with no ease in. And that's going to cause farms to revert to corporate farming or the Federal Reserve will take over the bad notes. What that means is farmlands being consolidated, folks. And Bill Gates is the biggest farmland owner in America. Do I have your attention yet? Can you say food as a weapon? And now this ice storm, what's it going to do to food prices? Uh-huh. You, you get where this is going. So what's your answer? 
storable food and then seeds to grow your own. How much storable food? As much as you can get. Now, Noble Gold uh, has got the gold and precious metals available and will give you an escape hatch. So will MPS on the food. They have a four-week package with 20% off. And you say, okay, I want more than four weeks. I get it. So you order multiple four-week packages, each with a 20% off, and you're going to save a ton of money for restaurant quality, 2,000 calories per day, tastes great, lots of diversity in the food, and 25-year shelf life. This is a no-brainer. But, I mean, I would start yesterday because you don't know how long you have because once hyperinflation comes, all bets are off. And you don't want to have to cross the wire with the barbed wire facing in to get your food because this is how they're going to gather up the resistors. And if you don't see the fact that you're living in the early days of Nazi Germany, you're not paying attention. Go to preparewithdave.com and store as much as you can. In fact, every time I go by the store, I would grab something. But you need long-term storable food, too, because we're going to be in this for a few years, at least. So we're now going to join our guest, John Wayne, now that we've had our disaster introduction. And so, John, I've had my sightings, and I've had my um, encounters, as I know you have. And I find myself to be rather shocked that a government that actually sponsored a primetime program... Um, on UFOs in the 60s to only discredit all the sightings using Alan J. Hynek as the, as the host, um, is now coming around and saying, yeah, there's alien technology from places like Roswell, and it's going to change our lives forever. Were you shocked by that? Uh, no, not quite, you know, because I believe that they've been hiding this for a long time or they using have. it for misdirection. You know, yep. it's you know they they know of things that have happened in the past they know the things that are to come and they know of civilizations that have resided here on earth you know and you know even inner earth look at antarctica and the stuff that's down there and everything else and how ancient civilizations were trying to carve uh, paint um about a lot of different ways of trying to communicate what they were seeing and we're seeing the same things that they were seeing back then you know uh, the dragons in the sky, well, you know, um, they didn't have planes back then, as far as I know, to the degree of what we have today for, like, transportation and hauling. But, you know, they there were objects in the sky. They've even been painted, you know, in medieval paintings, uh, you know, over a battlefield, you know. And then you got the Mahabharata, the Hindu texts that speak of the battles that waged in the air, you know. It, it's it's damned interesting because they've never left. They've always been here. And, like, you know, what is it, the meetings from Eisenhower in the 1940s and going into the 50s, and then other presidents, um, Reagan. Uh, what is it? What, what, was it Nixon or Reagan uh, with uh, Jackie Gleason? It was Reagan. Oh, right? no, it was uh, Nixon. N Nixon, right. Was, okay, yeah, your yeah. first instinct was right. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard him talk about it. I, I actually saw a show where Jackie Gleason was talking about how Nixon arranged for him to go to a base, and he saw the wreckage and the bodies and all that stuff. And it, and it, it, I guess from what I've read, it it distraught him for the rest of his life. And his wife actually come out and said it really tormented him for the rest of his life because he just couldn't come up with any answers. He just didn't know, and it you shocked know, him. He's kind of like living proof why they did uh, the original NASA doctrine the way they did, where they said if we find anything out there or find that we've ever been out there before, 
that we should cover it up because people won't be able to handle it. It'll destroy their religion. It'll destroy the sociology patterns of the, of the world. Although to me, it's no big deal. Because first of all, I think they're demons pretending to be aliens. But even if they were really aliens, uh, the game is over. And here's why I say that. When a superior culture encounters an inferior culture, technologically speaking, the superior culture either destroys the inferior or absorbs it. The fact that they're here means they're superior. So unless Jesus and God decide that they're going to do a miracle on behalf of humanity, which they might, I mean, that is revelations, the game's mm -hmm. already over. They're superior to us already. They already have the better weaponry because of the fact that they have the better technology. You know, and even getting to that factor, the point is, uh, like, tech, talking technology-wise, you know, I've always said for a long time, Dave, I mean, especially over the past two years with the uh, ever-encroaching, very fast, you know, AI, uh, alien intelligence. I've been told that that's what it is. It's not artificial. It's alien intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I was told this from an astrophysicist from Germany. And... <clears throat> That's right. And with everything that they've done with this UFO cover-up and everything up to this point from back then, well, yeah, it was to cover up what was here and what's been here. But this alien intelligence, this AI, I think that is the formal alien invasion. You know, but the uh, men in flying saucers was the cover story or the divergence. And we didn't know what the alien invasion was going to take sure. place or how. And this system is taking over everything. Well, I, I kind of yeah. think, I'm of, yeah, I do agree with you about the uh, overtaking through AI. I totally agree with that. Uh, and AI seems to have a mind of its own, and that would kind of fit the model that we're talking about. So I do agree with what you just said there. But, but it's interesting to me that they're choosing now to bring it out because I have to put this on the table. Back in 84 and 85, when my dad was terminal, He's sharing with me all the work he did with German scientists, you know, backwards engineering theoretical physics of uh, basically what will be spacecraft or near-Earth orbit craft. And he, he said that he asked the Germans, he said, uh, where'd you get this? And they go, aliens. And he said, did you ever meet them? And they said, no, but we know our superiors did. Well, how do you know? They told us. In other words, they went, he went through the circular logic thing, not satisfied. And I asked him in the conversation, I said, well, what, where do you think it came from? He said, I think it came from demonic, demonic entities masquerading to be aliens. He, and he said, and I said, what makes you think that? And in 1984, he said the magic words, Project Bluebeam. A lot of people think Project Bluebeam came later. My dad said it's actually been around since the 60s. And they said when technology gets to a certain point, they'll fake an alien invasion so the world will unite under one bad dictator. Presumably, I think the Antichrist would be my guess, although that wasn't part of our discussion. So I think that that, um, I think Project Bluebeam needs to be considered in all this. Well, it most definitely does. And not only Bluebeam, but uh, Project Fire Sign. They both work on the same concept. Yep. You know, it's the psychological, sh it's the psychological shock. Um, it, it, you know, and not only that, but within the context of, like you were saying, the technology that they have and that they've developed, the uh, voice-to-skull technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they can literally beam words into people's heads. Um, 
all of this is going to be used for enslavement, you know, and it's interesting you bring to mind the, uh, you know, one world under a form of, uh, you know, um, diversive pressure, I guess we'll put it that way. And I guess right back to Reagan, you know, sure. uh, in his famous speech. Well, he was definitely trying to tell us something. I've never had any doubt about that. I mean, absolutely. You know, his comment about even well, if we met something out there, how quickly would our differences disappear? And so, he was definitely trying to tell us something. He was he was in on the no. He had to have been. Um, you know, and you know, and and interestingly enough, as uh, we're doing this broadcast now, the Mars mission was successful today with uh, the landing on the red planet and i cannot wait if they'll even show it they damn it they'd better show it the helicopter footage of this chopper they put on this uh this uh rover up there it'll be amazing you know um if anything you know you know that they could pretty much get the uh diagnostics of the tests that they're going to run up there pretty much pretty quick you know i mean the things on the ground everything's successful i'm pretty sure they've got it fired up and they're taking it for a spin as we speak probably even flying the helicopter you know Uh, i'm sure why would why would they not play that in real time in live time for everybody around the world i mean see look at what what it was in the 1960s dave uh you know the president Kennedy's speech you know we're going to go to the moon not because it's easy but because it's hard yeah and the missions to go to the moon were for to check for uh, past cataclysmic events and they'd found that the sun novas and that you know is one of the main causes for planetary extinctions here on earth they proved that it happens and that's why they went to the moon to get this information you know and now they're going to mars to see if life is you know is on mars or has been with these new sensors and stuff you know well you know it's interesting they avoided the cydonia region do you remember that Uh, yeah it was 1997 when the mars rover went there and uh, i was at a, a phd conference and i took time away from my professional duties to go watch this and i was outraged that i heard there was no plans to ever go to cydonia and see, I'm sure you're familiar with the really good work of Richard Hoagland, right? And oh, absolutely, yes. How Richard matched up Cydonia with Giza here on this mm-hmm. Earth. The structures were equidistant apart. They were at the same latitude and longitude, and they all pointed to the constellation of Orion at the equinox and solstice many, many, many eons ago. And um, Richard just enthralled me with this. And, it, and I studied every inch of everything he wrote, plus what other people were saying, too, like uh, uh, John Anthony West. And these guys were right on the money with what they were saying, that our origins with Mars are intertwined. They really are. Mm-hmm. What I don't oh, know is definitely. who came first, because you can get different arguments. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, if you know, I mean, I would assume that if the barrenness of Mars is as it is on the surface, but you could survive on the inside of the planet, you know, I mean, look what we've done here on uh, Earth with the massive underground installations and the survivability of said installations. Well, it only makes sense for an advanced civilization living on a sister planet like Mars, of which it is to Earth, to do the same thing. Yeah. 
you know, and these cataclysms that have happened in the past to Earth, where the Earth turns into nothing but a huge ice ball for millions of years, these civilizations just move underground. But they also have to find a way to come from under the ice once it's frozen over. So they'd have to have the technology to, you know, melt or um, and deflagrate the ice to exit the sheets of ice once we, you know, have the event, the cataclysm. Steve Quayle and I've talked about these kinds of things many times too, and um, he subscribes to the notion that. Um, uh, and by the way, this is actually former NSA training. My good friend Vance Davis of the NSA told me that in his training they were taught good guys fought bad, fought bad guys out there in the cosmos for a very long time. Bad guys lost. They got cast down to Earth. Oop! There's your fallen angels, and that their home mm-hmm. planet was destroyed. And Steve and I kind of picked up that discussion. And he said, oh, yeah, he said, that's the old asteroid belt. He goes, that was the planet Astra. Astra. You know, I've heard Astra, I've heard, I've heard Astra and Tiamat. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard yeah, exactly. Those. Yeah. Uh, some people say Tiamat's a moon. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I know Something about the happened. Astra. But, you know, here's the interesting thing, too. You want to talk about advanced technology and the attempt to destroy the Earth before? We know nuclear weapons were let off in the Indian desert. We know that because the sand is glass in many places. And um, you know what they called their weapon in the ancient Aravaic? The Brahmastra. The Manas. Well, They also called it the Brahmastra, A-S-T-R-A. Isn't that interesting? Brahmastra. Isn't it, it, that I mean, interesting? It sounds, it, it sounds very aircraftish, you know, with yeah. the name. Yeah, well, it was the name for their nuclear missiles. And um, Steve and I have many fascinating conversations about that. And that uh, there's one theory out there, and I don't remember if it was Steve that told me this or somebody else, but in this war in the cosmos, the atmosphere from Mars got ripped away. And that's what ended, mm-hmm. the, ended life there. And whatever that's was right. there that could had to come here. Absolutely. And, I mean, I've said it before, and I know I've said it on your broadcast uh, here uh, one previous time, I kind of caught a little bit of flack in the uh, chat uh, section there when it was on YouTube about this and I said you know I say the Chinese I think the Chinese were those that were able to escape Mars and come here you know they're the oldest civilization they say that they can literally remember a time before the moon existed you know and not only that but I believe that whoever and whatever I mean it don't have to be the Chinese but that's my closest guess is my own estimation of what I see, but I think they brought I think they brought creatures with them, Dave. Should I should I should I, be, should I really be controversial here? If you want, go ahead. I've often thought the Chinese, because uh, of the evil nature of their government. I'm not saying they're people necessarily, but they're leaders. They're as evil as they come. That they're the original astronauts. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt. Do you understand? It at all. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Not astronauts, astronauts. That's what I'm saying. And um, and there's no more government on the face of the earth that's more racist than the Communist Chinese Party. That's right. You know, and the thing is, as well with that, a, a civilization of peoples does not exist forever as the Chinese have without having the brutality that they do execute because if you if a I mean if a um, I don't want to quite say a civilization that entails everybody and everything right 
but them as who and what they are represent as a peoples um, and the brutish uh, savagery that they are able to commit upon each other you know nobody else has ever really you know has anybody said hey let's go to china and let's go mess around let's try to take china over no man absolutely not you know and yeah so they've been able to persist and exist as long as they have because of their uh, brutishness i believe well i've talked to a lot of uh, geneticists and physiologists and they think the diversification on the planet earth with regard to the different races is too diverse for a single gene pool to have uh, had variants and the uh, tribes of Israel may not explain it all and some people thinking that uh, they may be visitors from elsewhere I'm, I'm not saying I subscribe to this notion I'm just saying there are people out there that believe it mm -hmm. well I mean I my theory is that I do believe that there is forms of travel between space and time I believe this more dimensional a lot of the things um, but as like you were saying these beings they are here you know, I had somebody send me a video one time is really darn interesting how this person was on Instagram and they took the camera and they didn't even you know didn't see their face they put it right up to their eye with the uh, it was kind of like the nighttime filter like the uh, what you'd be infrared would be the spectrum that the camera was uh, viewing through and this person said look we're here and they made their eye literally do this thing like as if it was like a shark or it has that that film that come over and it literally had like a reptilian or a cat type um, iris when this uh, when this uh, sheath come over the eye and it was irrefutable you can't fake that that video there's no way that can be faked I mean, okay, I've studied this. No, that's it's impossible. Yeah. They're here. They've made themselves known. Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, Annie DeRiso, who's my former um, news director, um, dear, dear friend, family member. But Annie, Annie was um, talking about regular encounters, and she said, they're here. It's hard not to have an encounter sometime in your life. And uh, I've always had a knowing and whether it's demonic or alien to me is irrelevant because it's not human um, mm -hmm. but as a little kid and I was telling you this off air um, I read in the Denver Post a story of Betty and Barney Hill and it was more of a retrospective I don't think it was real-time news I think they published this sometime after and I read it and I said this is true this is so compelling I was seven or eight years old and I didn't want anyone to know that I was interested in this, and including even my own father, who was working mm. with captured German <laughs> scientists on the same technology, but I didn't know it at the time. Right. And um, um, I cut it out, and I had this uh, board game, this electric football board game, and the uh, field would lift up so you could slide things underneath in the box that you put it up in. And I hid the article there, and it was there for years and years and years. And I got a confession to make, too. When my sister passed away, I asked uh, her daughter, my niece, to look for that board game. She couldn't find it because I wanted to find the article. I didn't care about the board game. I cared about the article. Right. So I was always fascinated, you know, and I always paid attention to the stories 
but it's nothing I would really ever come out with. But I did watch, you know, Reagan's comments and what he made, and Jimmy Carter and what he said. And we've had a number of presidents, Gerald Ford was another one, who've all had encounters. And uh, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. But I think I might pass on the story about the bar. People just think yeah. that's too weird. Well, you know, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I've had all kinds of interesting encounters ever since I was a child. Um, I was deaf until the age of four. And around the age of four or five years old is the first time I started seeing these objects. And the first time I saw one, I was uh, on the front porch of my grandparents' house, asleep on a hide-a-bed. And I peeked up over the edge out the window, and there was this red orb out there dancing across the field. You know, it was suspended and, you know, animated in air. It, it was a bouncing like a rubber ball, as I just kind of would have uh, misdirected people would think. But it literally was going across the field in kind of like a pattern. It would stop, go up a level, make a different pattern. And then it would stop it when we were hovered above the power generation station. And all of a sudden, just straight into the sky, gone. You know, I've had these uh, sightings, like I said, ever since I was about four or five years old. And the most brilliant sighting I'd ever seen of a craft. And like you said, for some reason, they're keeping track and eye on certain people. For whatever reason that is, I have no idea. <laughs> but it is from, but it is from birth. It is. It really is, I believe. Um, but October 25th, 2017 in Des Moines, Iowa, the airstrip. I mean, if somebody wants to look this up and verify what I'm saying, they're more than welcome. Just type in October 25th, 2017, rainstorm shuts down Des Moines International Airport. On that day, we were up there getting a new car. And after all the process of getting the car and the bank and everything, all that stuff squared away, we went to Denny's for supper. And as I'm walking from Denny's to go get in the new vehicle, Right, we'd had the other vehicle for forever. And I'm always looking at the sky. There are people literally walking in the parking lot. I don't know how nobody else saw this thing, but I did. It's just truly really amazing. But it's a uh, sunset, and there's so much light from the city lights going up through the clouds, these low-hanging clouds after this huge storm had kind of passed and moved through. Um, this spherical craft just literally drifted between these two clouds like it was just directly meant for only me and my eyes to see I said a very explicative word <laughs> you can probably think of what it was I go <clears throat> what is that my fiance goes what I go you aren't going to think I'm crazy you'll never believe it you'd have to see it with your own eyes and I proceeded to tell her you know but they are here and for whatever reason they're keeping track of certain people well <laughs> out here where I live in the middle of nowhere and we have the mysterious Toyota Proving Grounds and we've done shows on this as you know Paul Martin and I've done a number of shows on this and um, I've had sightings out here I've seen them I've seen the craft it's, it's strange and um, I'm not the only one we had uh, our, our niece uh, went to high school with someone who lived more remote than we do closer to that uh proving grounds and they used to see them every night it was a common occurrence and uh, you're right let, let me go really conspiratorial on you but I think it's true I asked in fact speaking of Steve Quayle was Steve, I actually asked Steve this and I got an answer in the affirmative 
Um, we know that the fallen angels in Genesis 6 come to earth and they breed with earth women. Question, did that create a different bloodline of humans? Answer. Absolutely. Answer, yes. And this is why we see so many of our presidents and royal family members in, in uh, the UK uh, that are distant relatives of each other in politics. And it's like there's a nobility bloodline. And right now, what what's happening, I've had someone tell me that, I've had, actually had more than one person tell me this, do not do these, um, um, you know, these tests, you know, where you, t you, you test for your genealogy. Do not mm. do them. Because <laughs> what's really going on is they're trying to figure out who belongs to what tribe. And That's if you're right. not a member of the right tribe, they don't want you around. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, I was doing some research the other day. I mean, actually, I've been doing this research since I was about 12 years old into my family's lineage and bloodlines. And I'm not afraid to mention it. Um, as far back as I've been able to go, Dave, this is really going to blow people's minds, is the year of 510 with the first kings of the Protagenet Empire, the uh, kings of France, northern France, you know, Normandy and the Ardennes and that area. And you're right, um, and I found this information out uh, from Genie. I, you know, I haven't taken any tests, and I will not take no tests, even though they probably got all that in the military, I would assume. Um, they, you know, they, they've started doing all that record-keeping, I think, since like 91 with the uh, Genome Project under Clinton. But, you know, I have. I've checked my family lineage back that far, and I mean, it does. It makes me wonder, is that why I'm kind of kept an eye on from whatever these mm -hmm. uh you know yeah. in these craft i know I mean, see these are topics you and i don't talk about we deal strictly with the geopolitical for the most part right Absolutely. but i i hear what you're saying the late jim mars and i became really good friends and i got to interview him a ton and i love jim and um jim said one time on my show and it shocked the heck out of me because we're talking about the kennedy assassination which he was the premier expert on at one time and he said you know, Dave, you really can't understand the world unless you look at the ET question. And mm -hmm. later on in private conversations, I asked him, I said, Jim, what did you mean by that? And he really elaborated. He said, you have to go back to the early days of the Bible and the blah, blah, blah. He, he was talking like you and me. So I think I am going to tell that real quick story, and I'll, I'll shorten it up from what I told you off air. I'm in a, a, a bar uh, with fellow coaches nine years ago. And um, it was maybe that, you know, once a month kind of gathering place we would go and have a great time. And there'd be seven or eight of us. And it was wonderful. So I came out of uh, the bathroom. And this after my friend said, the hostess is really checking you out. Well, okay, I've been happily married for quite some time then. Thank you very much. I don't need to complicate my life. So I walked by and she speaks to me. And I stopped and talked to her probably for a good 10 minutes. Oh boy, did I get the razzing when I got back to the table. But here's what she said, and, and, and this is absolutely true, and I've uh, shared this. I mentioned Annie DeRee, so I shared it with her, and uh, Bill Pollack, uh, Vance Davis. I've told all these people this. She said, we've been watching you for a while. Now, the status of my radio show then was very limited. It was very local. I'm fighting against John McCain to try to free up our property rights when he and the other Central American free trade agreement bankers were trying to steal our land without compensation. And I, I wasn't very well known across the country. 
you know, and I'm not saying I have great mm-hmm. status today, but I'm much more well-known today and have a much bigger following than I did then. And I'm thinking, I'm just a small fry, right? So, and I, I had just become friends with Steve Quayle and Doug Hagman. And, and, and so I really was kind of like on the real lower echelon. And she said, we're watching you. And I said, well, what do you mean you're watching me? And I thought this was some kind of joke at first. And then she said, well, we're here. And I knew exactly what she meant. And she said, and people like you in future days are going to be talking about this. And you will have a very prominent role in disclosing this. And I, people who listen to me know I don't talk about aliens much. This is something I don't really get into. And uh, you, you know that too. And occasionally mm-hmm. I'll drift into it and I'll talk about Project Bluebeam. And she was very definitive. She, she just said, you're going to do this, 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 and this. And she said, and your following is going to grow exponentially very quickly in the next few years, which it did do. And then she said, in the next decade, you're going to have a prominent role in disclosure. And I'm thinking, well, how do I have a prominent role in disclosure? The guy who knows the most about this, Jim Mars, is dead. <laughs> and, and I do know Steve Quayle, and Steve and I have interviewed a lot. But they, they let me know. And, and I swear, folks, I think I had maybe half a beer at that point. Um, she made it clear that I was on somebody's list, and it wasn't AOC's. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, uh, and, and I know and, this sounds terribly bizarre. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my table, and this is kind of like new behavior for me because I've been happily married for years and years. And and my friend Bob said, well, "Dave, what's what's your wife gonna say?" And I said, mm-hmm. "If I told her, they would put me in a mental institution." And I couldn't bring myself to even tell these guys. They just kind of looked at me like, what's he talking about? I said, it was an insane conversation. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they are here. And th- this is, you know, this is part of why we're, I guess, why we're here doing what we're doing with our broadcasting mm-hmm. is to talk about these things. Because I think, you know, not only 2021 is going to be the year of disclosure, but to what nth degree is the disclosure going to um be implemented i don't know but i've had my own encounters too you know there's yeah. a kid that i grew up with and we've been fr- we were friends you know ever since being children and kind of parted ways after you know uh grade school and then middle school and all that stuff and you know now we're adults and i hadn't talked to him for a real long time and we'd come into contact over a messaging application i'm not going to mention men- uh, mention which one and he just, you know, it's really interesting. He comes out and he says, you know what? He goes, your God is dead. We're going to win. We have the numbers. Kind of telling you how he was Kind of telling you who he serves. Exactly, yeah. Telling me exactly who he serves, right? And I said, well, you know, I messaged back. I said, no, my, my God is very well alive. I can assure you this. And yes. I, he performs miracles for me that um, nobody else ever could. And that's true. I've, I've experienced some absolutely miraculous things in my life. And to have somebody sit back and say, well, you know, basically painting themselves saying, you know, look at me, I'm the enemy. We outnumber you and your God is dead. Hey, man, you better back yeah. the hell off. Well, one of the things you this know? woman said to me is just bizarre. And I didn't tell you this before. She said, you're meant to be doing what you're going to be doing. And I said, well, what does that mean? She said, you had a period in your life not real long ago where you had three accidents in six months and each one should have killed you and she's right i was hit by two drunk drivers 
and a woman who broadsided me who ran a stop sign because her kid was late to school. Absolutely right. All all three cars were totaled, and I walked away each time. I had stitches one time, about four stitches, but other than that, I wasn't hurt. And she knew this. That's that's what freaked me out. I thought, how the hell does she know that? Right. Yeah, I mean, um, were they attempts? You know, no, no, no. One, one guy, uh, one guy got off the highway and his hydraulics failed, and he lost control oh, of his wow. car and he hit me broadside, but he was also drunk. And then another you know, one, I was the... actually driving to work and I was on a country road, and uh, this guy it was eight o'clock in the morning and the guy crossed over the road, and uh, broadsided me, knocked my car. I rolled once, landed upright, um, and he rolled several times, broke his neck, broke his legs. And, and I was the one. I was the one that walked away. You know, uh, and he had a much bigger uh, car. Well, you've had three incidents. I've had one. <laughs> what was it August twelfth, two thousand and nineteen? We were on the highway, and a woman drifted off the shoulder and literally sideswiped us, doing about seventy mile an hour, knocking us off the highway. And we about hit the uh, hmm. safety barrier that you know protects the underpass, and we about hit that damn thing head on. We, we were we, if we'd have hit that we one of us got killed it's just miraculous you know yeah. and i think like you said you know i mean is this a form of divine intervention or you know or do we have i don't know i mean specifically let's say just me and you and I mean, many other people out there too but do we have a special form of divinity of protection over us for what we're doing do well, probably think? gabriel something like that i think i think that's probably true um uh, you know, I've I've been blessed in many different ways too. You know, I I was very ill when I was quite young, very young, in like toddler stage, and my parents were told I wouldn't live to be ten. Um, not only did I live to be ten, I went on and was a high school and college athlete. So, um, you know, there was divine intervention there. My grandmother never <laughs> failed to remind me of that a thousand times over. Um, she says you have a special purpose, and I think little did she know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do think you're right about that. But also, too, I'm hearing more pastors who are not tied into their 501c3 churches, their tax-exempt churches, but pastors who are really spreading the word of God. They're talking about how the spiritual realm, which has been hidden from our view and our awareness, is now basically coinciding with the three-dimensional reality we live in. So we're seeing and hearing things we ordinarily would not see and hear. You're, I, you know, I, I believe you're absolutely right with that, too, and that goes into the information age and the ability for languages to be deciphered at the click of a button. You know, that plays a big aspect into it, but, you know, as well, seeing how much more prevalent evil is, Dave, it's getting worse. It really is. Um, it's getting so bad. It's taken off the mask. Attention and evil yeah. acts. No, it's, they've taken it off has. their mask. They could care less if they... they you know how bad they are or not. Yep, that's right. You know, and th- this is, you know, okay, this is your power play. Okay, well, we have no, you know, the good guys and the people that do follow Christ or the Father, Yah, or Yeshua, uh, you know, those people haven't stood up yet. But when them people stand up, you better watch out because it will be like a lion. Well, th- this woman I was referencing earlier, okay, and the most bizarre conversation I've ever had in my life, um, I said to her jokingly, you know, my friends are going to think I'm trying to pick you up. Ha, ha, ha. Bring levity to the conversation. And mm-hmm. she goes, I'm not interested in you. She said, what I'm interested in 
is you're going to fulfill your mission, and then we're going to take your soul. Holy God. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the one line, John, that got my attention. It was the one when I called Annie. Because Annie has hosted UFO conferences and so forth, and she knows all the players. And so I had to call Annie DeRiso, and right. I said, Annie, you're not going to believe this. You're going to think I've lost my mind. And she was non-judgmental. She goes, Dave, you've never told wild stories. And she said, um, she goes, I, I totally believe you. And she said, yes. But she said, the fact that she said it doesn't make it your destiny. No, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. But I will no, tell you this. Hey. I tell you this. I guard my soul mm-hmm. with the word of God. Yeah. I guard my soul very closely now because of that conversation. Yeah, you have to, you know, I mean, I'll, I can tell a story too here. You know, I had an instance when, uh, after that in, after that wreck, you know, I was, uh, had some people tell me, Hey man, you might be under a demonic attack. I go, okay. Kind of took it in, you know, and kind of absorbed the message for about two weeks. And I just started noticing weird things happening. The dog started, barking at things in the kitchen and growling sure. at things in the kitchen that were not there. So I went out in the kitchen, turned on the light, and I said, you need to leave now. I don't know what you are, but in the name of Christ, you need to leave now. And this thing, I could literally feel the energy pass through me and go out the back door. I had a friend tell me, he said, hey, you might want to sanctify your property with olive oil. I said, okay, I can do this. So one night, I just got up and I went out and I was like how much olive oil do we have oh, okay well that's not very much it was just enough Dave it was literally just enough to sanctify the four corners of my property and as I was out there sanctifying the four corners of my property this dark entity made its presence known outside the barrier that I was setting I could barely see it I mean it was pitch black in the dark when I did this because I didn't want the neighbors seeing me thinking I'm some lunatic but this entity after I had did all four corners the front door and the back door in the process in the middle of doing this this thing it showed itself it was darker than pitch black of night only caught out of the corner of my eye I kind of had to do the double take thing but I didn't even look at it I just kept praying as I went upon the yard and doing the sanctifying this stuff does exist and for people to sit out there and say that this is just a bunch of bullshit and Mm -hmm. uh, woohoo sorcery that is ridiculous because John, them are the people that are going to be targeted. Biblical phrase, principalities of darkness. Absolutely. Principalities Powers. of darkness. And and like I said, I'm catching more and more pastors who are talking about the overlap of the two worlds now. Mm-hmm. Where you have to put on not just uh, the armor of God with the word, but you got to make sure you're covered in all dimensions against uh, physical and the spiritual. Every single piece of the armor plus some, you know, um, yeah. and and stay in the word, folks. I mean, I mean, it's it's very imperative to stay in the word because this time, and we've been forewarned about this time, and to be it seen and full fledged for what it really is up to this point. I mean, and we're just into the into the very beginning of this stuff. You know, make no mistake about it. Um, when the real bad stuff starts happening, the stuff that Steve Quayle talks about, you know, very well. Um, you know, God for God forbid anybody that's not within the word of uh, Father. Uh, you know, I feel sorry for those that are completely blind and complacent. And that kind of makes me want to reference something I thought about a little bit ago. You know, nobody looks up, Dave. Nobody looks up at all. I know. Everybody's got their face stuffed down in their phone or whatever device they're carrying, you know. I mean, that's another perfect way to keep things hidden if you don't want 
people to notice things in the sky, keep them diverted by looking down. No, I totally agree with you, and, and we are buried in our devices. But um, I, I want to go, and I, and I feel compelled to give this message to people. Um, like I said, this is a part of my personal revelation. I don't, I don't put this out there. I, I just don't. I, I, I do my job politically, geopolitically, um, but we're coming to a point, people, where it's going to be really obvious that the Biden administration and the people that are calling the shots across this planet, they serve Satan. They are, they are the archangels, if you will, of Satan. And I'm talking Bill Gates and all the rest of them and all the people that will follow them. There is no in-between now. You're either on the side of Christ or you're on the side of Satan. There is no sit this out, I'll sit on the fence and see how it turns out and make a decision. You are cast into the decision right now. And they will use these forces that we're talking about against us. They want to exterminate the bloodline that is not theirs. I am convinced of that. And I can tell from what you're saying, you are too. And by the way, um, when I asked Steve that question the first time, and, and I love Steve because he just pulls no punches. He, uh, I said to him, is, is that really true? There's a, the different bloodlines here and this is the bad guys. And, and he goes, well, yeah. Like, hey, dummy, you should know this. Um, I know it now. I know it now. And I will tell you, people, you need to understand you're in a spiritual war much more than you are in a physical battle. Absolutely. Dave, and you're so right. You are so right with what you're saying, you know, and what this administration, I guess, is in office now is doing with opening the southern borders. Oh, yeah. Folks, I'm going to tell you, the stuff that's going on down there is absolutely abhorrent, okay? And I don't want to, you know, shock your, I don't want to shock the listeners, but I think it's imperative to understand what's going on down there, okay? A woman, which was a rival cartel's wife or something, they took this woman, had her handcuffed behind her back, and cut her arms off while she was handcuffed. And then after she was had no arms, they literally went about hacking her bit by bit as she was alive, Dave. This is what's going on down there. Well, well they're and satanic. You, you know, the cartels have become very satanic. It's full satanic. Uh, Santa Moreta. Yeah. Santa Moreta. Is that right? I can't remember. You know, the goddess of death or the god of death, you know. They worship this thing. <clears throat> and what was it? It was about a year or two ago. You had uh, Vatican um, exorcists saying, you know, we need to fly over these areas. And they were literally, you know, these bishops were flying over in helicopters, sprinkling holy water out of the helicopters and encanting, you know, uh, an exorcism. I mean, this is serious stuff. And for people to just turn a blind eye to it, that's just arrogance, man. It really is. No, but you're absolutely right. The cartels have become so satanic. It's their religion. It's very much the religion every bit as much as Catholicism or any other religion. These guys are sitting around like it's a, you know, uh, Boy Scout campfire. They're sitting around in their black fatigues, their black masks, eating snacks. Meanwhile, there is this body in a 50-gallon drum with its feet sticking out, and they are just pouring fuel on it to keep the fire going. 
Dave, these are videos that I have seen. They do exist. This is no joke. It is not a lie. This is as serious as serious gets about this topic, you know, about yeah. this. I've interviewed Sam Arnold a number of times, and he's really our Latin American expert. And Sam has talked about and alluded to some of those things, as has Kathy Rubio, um, who's our other Latin American expert. So, yeah, this is the real deal. The forces of Satan are upon us. And that's why I'm telling people, do not take a genealogy test because no. they're using that to divide us. There's your red list, blue list, green list. This is what that's they're right. using the list for. And this is the major revelation that I wanted to come out in tonight's show is the fact that they are categorizing human beings for who lives and who dies. And remember, the Bible tells us in Revelations that if Jesus didn't come back for the second time, there'd be no flesh left alive. Absolutely. You're right. We're in them times now, and as people need to come to Father and pray for salvation uh, and repent, repent and repent as much as you can. I mean, I'm going to yeah. tell you, everybody falls short, Dave. Everybody falls short. Amen to that, brother. But I will tell you this. When I told the story about Betty of Barney Hill and how I knew at seven or eight years of age, there's something here I need to be paying attention to. That encounter I had in the bar with the hostess, all that, all that adds up to one thing. Whether people think the stories are believable or not doesn't matter to me. What that was telling me was you need to expand your horizon and look at this from a broader perspective. We are under major spiritual attack. And my friend, we're just about out of time, and you've got a great radio show. I've been privileged to be on it a couple of times. Tell people how they can listen to it. Yes, every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Studio A at revolution.radio or freedomslips.com. And you know you can pick us up on other listening platforms too, like TuneIn, uh, sure. Shoutcast, Spreaker, you know, all them other things too. But, yeah. well, the, 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 the network you're on now, um, I've been familiar with it for a while, and I have to tell you, they've really upped their game. You guys have some really good hosts and good topics on there. Well, you know, it's it's just a constant fight of truth and information and knowledge to inform the masses to what's really going on, you know. And thank God for the creator, the founder of it, who passed away a year to uh, last, well, two years now. Um, you know, an amazing man, and we're continuing his dream and plight to fight evil. You know, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine, if you would. No, you really are. Now, you guys, you know, I've gone through some of the things, and I've listened to some of the shows, and I'm thinking, man, these guys are on top of things. And, and uh, you know, you'll be on the list, too. Trust me. When they start the roundups, we'll all be fighting shoulder to shoulder. I hear you. I understand because that. that's you coming. Know. People don't realize it's coming. I interviewed a guy from New Zealand today on the TV side, and I'll just say this real quickly. The verbiage they're using in New Zealand matches every verbiage we have here in America. This is globally inspired, and it comes from Satan himself through the Democratic Party. Guarantee you. Mm -hmm. My friend, we are flat out of time. Uh, fascinating interview from my perspective. Now, I'm sure there are people right now listening that are calling the mental health professionals to have us checked out. <laughs> but nonetheless, to me, this was one of the most fun interviews I've got to do for some time. So thanks for being part of it, and uh, I'll be in touch. I agree. Thank you, and Godspeed, and thank you very much. We're going to do it many more times from here on out, Dave. Absolutely. Take care, John. You too. Bye-bye.